Hello, and welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. I'm Sarah. On this episode, we're going to be discussing pet peeves and deal breakers. Uh, We'll be breaking down what pet peeves are, uh, what are the most common pet peeves, some less common pet peeves, and uh, Sarah and I will also talk about some of our personal ones. Um, Along with this discussion, we'll also be talking about deal breakers um, and just the definition of pet peeves before we get into it. Um, So from dictionary.com, it said pet peeves are something that a particular person finds annoying. And then on Merriam-Webster, it's a frequent subject of complaint. Um, And while I was looking at some of the articles based on three different articles I read, it appears like the number one pet peeve um, is chewing noises. Mm. which I could totally understand. And there's actually a disorder called misophonia, misophonia, which is characterized by the intense emotion like rage or fear in response of highly specific sounds, particularly ordinary sounds that other people make based on an NPR article. So interesting stuff. Um, So what do you think aside from chewing are some common pet peeves i have a list of 70 that we can go through a list of 70 yeah dang 70 Um, common pet peeves definitely um certain driving habits like driving slow in the passing lane um for me personally one of my biggest pet peeves is when um, someone like almost comes to a complete stop before they turn right. Oh God, the worst. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like there's not even anybody there blocking your way. Just turn, (laughs) just turn. (laughs) Yeah, driving. So there's a few driving. So driving too slow, driving too close to the car in front. Yeah. Um, using words the wrong way. <laughs> People who adopt the interests or habits of every new specific or new significant other. Mm. Of the feeling of chalk. I don't know that that's a that's more of an aversion than a pet peeve. Some of these aren't right. Or cotton balls. Yeah, no, those are definitely more aversions than pet peeves. I feel like a pet peeve has to be something specifically that someone else does that irritates you. Yeah, being rude to a customer service representative. Yeah. (laughs) Mispluralized last names on holiday cards. (laughs) Okay, all right. So instead of happy holidays from the Smiths with apostrophe S, Happy holidays from the Smiths with no S or no apostrophe S. Um, people who say, I'm sorry you feel that way, but that wasn't my intention. Also fair. <laughs> like the thing, I'm sorry I called you ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you heard me call you ugly. Strangers and families ask, family asking, so when are you having kids? Oh my God. Yes. Oh, see, this one I don't agree with. Clapping at the end of a movie theater, at the end of a movie in a movie theater. Mm. I think sometimes it's just nice. 
yeah. I know it means absolutely nothing because more than likely anyone involved in the movie is not in the movie theater. Right. Oh God. Some movies just deserve clapping. <laughs> Meetings that should have been an email. When in doubt, just go with an email. Yes. I agree. Or if someone calls you without texting, I hate that. Mm. The worst. It's like, text me first because you don't know what I'm doing. Or if it's like a, a Teams call. So many times people just randomly will call me. Like they won't even be messaging me on Teams first. I'll just get a random call. And it's like, I'm in the middle of something. Just because you're not busy doesn't mean I'm not busy. Right. Strangers calling you sweetie or honey. Uh, it really depends. Sometimes it, really it depends. Yeah, because sometimes it does seem patronizing. Sometimes it's it's not patronizing. We're just trying to be polite. Yeah, sometimes it's just really nice to be called sweetie or honey, depending like older women can call me that men cannot <laughs> yeah uh pin clicking i've had people in orientation that just sit there and click the pins and i walk over and take it away from them dang I'm like when we get to the point where you need this i'll give it back to you <laughs> or they'll just be sitting there reading the training that they have to finish and they'll be clicking the pin and i'll quietly say if you don't stop it i'm gonna take it away from you um let's see what else uh, people who order something else and then want your food or drink oh i saw or i watched a tiktok that was um about like one of those am i the a-hole ones mm -hmm. and it was a a guy ordered a burger and his cousin or something i think it was his cousin who was pregnant ordered um some pasta and she when she got the pasta she decided she didn't want the pasta anymore and she asked him to swap the food and he was like no just order the pasta or order a, order another burger and they didn't want to pay for it because obviously just because you didn't like it doesn't mean you're not going to have to pay for it right um so they didn't like it so she ended up she kept asking and he kept saying no and then he started eating his burger so she couldn't ask anymore it's like, I mean, it's rude. Like, you can't just ask someone to take their food because yeah. you ordered something that you don't like. No, I agree. I think this one's weird. Being micromanaged. I, I think that's less of a pet peeve and more of a just don't be an asshole. Yeah, I can see that. But I definitely hate being micromanaged. Like, okay, I get it. Let me do my job. Um, losing things, that's not really a pet peeve. This is probably a universal pet peeve. There's no more frustrating feeling than when your keys or your phone or AirPods are gone and you just had them. That's not, I, that doesn't fit the definition of pet peeve. If someone else keeps losing your stuff, mm -hmm. I mean, that would be annoying. The comment, you look tired. Oh. Also backhanded compliments in general. Yeah, true. Humble bragging, that's kind of rude. Yeah. Uh, using text-to-speech speech in public, speech-to-text in public, or being on speakerphone in public. Hmm. It's so obnoxious. I hate it when people do that. I'm like, why do you need to be on speakerphone? Like, how can you hear them over everybody else? 
holding up a line. So this is, I don't, it's not a pet peeve of mine, but it's like, I always worry that I'm holding up the line when I finish with something. And it's like, am I being, um, am I in the way of the person behind me or being, trying to be more accommodating to people that are waiting behind me? Yeah, same. People who constantly talk about their diet. Most of us have probably ordered pizza or pasta only to have the person we're eating dinner with explain that they aren't eating carbs right now. Like they should be congratulated. Spoiler alert. It's not fun. Yeah. (laughs) Or comment on what you're eating. I, I find it really upsetting when people talk about their diets in general, though, because like we have such a mindset of everybody has to be on a diet because you know xyz and it's really annoying yeah i mean i think one of the things it's if you're asking like what where are we going to eat and you need to take into consideration someone's dietary restrictions like they're gluten-free yeah because they have a gluten intolerance or something Mm. like that I think that makes sense or if they're vegan i think it makes sense a lot of the times people get annoyed with vegan people and say well you always just say you're vegan it's like well yeah because i don't eat meat so we need to make sure there's somewhere i don't eat meat i don't eat dairy i don't eat any any byproducts from animals Mm -hmm. so we need to make sure when we're going somewhere the food is something i can eat right which i think there's a big difference between dieting and having dietary restrictions. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes sense too. Um, know it alls. No one likes a know it all, period. Mm. Uh, and then along the same lines, one uppers have a great story or exciting event coming up. We all know the person, that person who has more exciting event and better event. It probably makes you want to roll your eyes just thinking of it, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, I've had a lot of experiences with people like doing that when I'm explaining something that bad that happened. Like there's a difference between sharing something similar and being like, oh, I understand what you're where you're coming from because I've also experienced similar and then being like, oh, well, that's nothing because I've experienced this. See, I could see that one of two ways, both of them being bad or being disrespectful because mm-hmm. it's like you're trying maybe sort of delegitimizing that person's feelings by saying oh i understand what you're going through in some instances it can be seen as delegitimizing their feelings right which i understand but like a lot of neurodivergent people tend to talk like that as um, a way of connecting like showing that they're empathizing. I have heard that term so many times, so I just have to look it up. Neurodivergent, differing in mental or neurological function from what is considered typical or normal. Frequently used with reference to autistic spectrum disorders, not neurotypical. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what So like neurodivergency is also like people with ADHD, or having severe depression, that kind of thing. Neurodivergent refers to ref, neurodivergent refers the, I can't, this, this sentence is so weird. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read it and it, it seems weird. Neurodivergent refers the an individual who has less typical cog- cognitive variations such as autism, ADHD, dyslexia, dys- dysparexia. It's a weird word. Uh, neurotypical refers to individuals of typical development and intellectual or cognitive functioning. Neurodivergent kind of seems like a, it seems derogative kind of a little bit. No. um, I mean, I guess it could be used that way, but that's how people within the community refer to themselves. Hmm. Okay. Um, Back to this list. Talking on phone call, taking phone calls in public. I agree. FaceTiming without headphones, that is very obnoxious. And Kristen did that to me the other day. She just FaceTimed me out of nowhere. And I was walking out of work to my car. Dang. It's like, oh, no. Oh, wait. Oh. This is not what I wanted. I ducked into a meeting room and put my AirPods in. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving drawers or cabinets open. Yeah. Not screwing the lids onto bottles and containers all the way. Scraping silverware. Ooh, yeah. People who clang their silverware in particular. Yeah. I mean, these. some of these are more like the person doesn't have manners, like cutting lines, standing up at the exact moment the plane gets to the gate. Um, there's one that gate lice. A weird term and it basically said if you travel a lot you probably are very familiar with gate lice whether you know it or not these are people who crowd the boarding gate to make sure they get on the plane as soon as humanly possible and they very much annoy gate agents yep like the people that their boarding isn't until like section c and yeah. their boarding row section a b <laughs> Or you sit in the very back of the plane and it's like, we're boarding the front of the plane now. I also don't understand that. Why board the front of the plane first? Yeah, I don't understand either. I would think that it would be more functional to board back to front and then like disembark front to back. Yeah. Um, So let's go with some uncommon ones. So this is from a website called Vagabomb, Bomb, B-O-M-B. Um, and there, 15 people shared their weirdest pet peeves and they will make you go, wait, what? Yeah. Um, so this person, I hate eating fuzzy fruits like chiku, peach, and kiwi because the fuzzy skin bothers me to no end and makes me feel, makes my teeth clench. I said this really funny thing to my family and they looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) And we may have talked about it before, but when my fingers are really dry and then I touch paper, Mm -hmm. it hurts my teeth. Mm -hmm. And they didn't understand it. I'm like, it it does. (laughs) Yeah, no, Um, that's the way I like, when I touch velvet, um, it feels like how nails on a chalkboard sound. Yeah. Uh, people who wear slippers that are too big or too small for their feet. That one's kind of weird. Like, why do you care? 
especially yeah. if you're in their house. Uh, can't eat a papaya because the inside of it makes me shudder. <laughs> when people take 20 napkins, use one, then throw them all away. That is, that's fair. I don't like that either. That's very wasteful. It is. Um, when someone's hair is hanging in front of their eyes. I mean, that's kind of weird. When people sit on my bed. Why is anyone in your room without like, there being yeah. a reason for them being in Yeah. When they see toilet paper anywhere else other than on the toilet paper holder, even a single ply on the floor or anywhere makes me mad. Okay. That's a bit much. Gooey, sticky vegetables like lady finger. Lady's finger. I hate it. What is lady's finger? Lady's fingers are cookies. Lady fingers are cookies. This is lady's finger. I don't know. Google it. No, dang it. Ladies finger. Okra. Okay, that's okra. Just call Why it okra. Just say okra. Right? Um, I hate when people keep their tabs open on their phone, even when they're not using the apps. Some people don't really know how to close them, though, sometimes. Yeah. My thing is about um, the notification thing at the very top if you have like 500 notifications especially on android phones like why do you have so many notifications no i agree Uh, i hate having notifications on my phone yeah people hope go to the beach but don't get into the sea why does that matter to you true things that match too much that's a bit much uh, things that are too aligned. I don't know anyone that gets annoyed when things are too aligned. Yeah, no. Can't eat tomatoes with the skin on them. It is it is kind of a texture thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why exactly, but I cannot stand bindies. Bindies. B-I-N-D-I-S. Isn't that like a head wrap? Maybe. Hold on. A decorative mark worn. Oh, in the middle of the forehead. Yeah. That's not a wrap, but. Oh, bindies. Yeah. The little dot thing that goes on in India. Okay. Well, that's just admit that you're fucking racist. Yeah. (laughs) That's a little bit racist. Yeah. Uh, The sound of someone breathing heavily. Can't take it. So they never have sex. I mean, I mean if, you're not, if you're not breathing heavily during sex, then maybe they wrong. mean breathing heavily without being overly exerted. Like mouth breathers, I think is probably more what they're talking about. Maybe. Um, let's see. When people finish paying at a register, but then don't move out of the way to put away their card change receipt or grab their bags so the next person can start checkout process. That is very obnoxious. I agree. Um, when people enter an elevator or subway before letting people get out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't like that. This is from a BuzzFeed article. Um, stickers on fruit. <laughs> Same. Did you know, though, those are edible? I did not know that. Because they have to be, because someone may accidentally eat them without taking it off so they cannot well they're it's not that they're not it's not that they're edible it's they're non-toxic 
Um, so you can technically eat them and nothing bad will happen. Groups of four walking side by side down crowded sidewalks. That is obnoxious. It says, this ain't the yellow brick road, Dorothy. Then <laughs> they don't move out of the way at all. Yeah. Blades. Frustrating. Using the same knife for the peanut butter and the jelly. I mean, if you're not, if you, okay. If you clean it off before you go in. Yeah. But yeah, I, I could see if you use it, like you take the jelly and you do the jelly first and then the peanut butter or vice versa. And yeah. you're mixing in your cross contaminating for those food mm -hmm. service peeps. Yeah. Um, couples who think 12 items or fewer means 24 items for the pair of them. Mm. Also, signs that say 12 items or less. Why is that a um, necklace on top of a turtleneck? That's a bit much. Um, Very when specific. I, yeah. When I'm reading a book and someone starts to talk to me as if I, I'm not doing anything. Yes. And they said, I'm reading. At least say, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, or if I'm reading, a t like looking at my phone, reading a text message, you just walk up and start talking to me. It's like, I'm not not doing something. Right. Uh, when I ask someone three questions in an email and they reply with only the answer to my first question. Oh my God. Yes. I have two, two things. I agree. But then also, how are you structuring your email? Is it just one massive block of text or are you making it? like noticeable that there's three separate questions mm. and you have to think of your audience too because i know working um, where i work it's a lot of people it's if it's not in the subject line they're not going to even read the email mm. so if the subject doesn't make sense they won't read the email um those folks who leave point two or two seconds on the microwave and don't clear it out yes <laughs> I hate that. We I mean, clear it off. Some microwaves, whenever you open it and then close it, it cancels it itself. That's oh, cool. Like, no, that's something that always irritated me when I worked for the BMV. It was like, we have that shared microwave and someone would always leave like 10, 15 seconds on it. And I'm like, why? Take it off, clear it off. Yeah. Um, when people ask me a question and then talk over my answer, mm -hmm. it's kind of rude. Um, I have too many to list. I'll pick one people who leave their shopping carts anywhere they please in the parking lot instead of taking them to the cart corral. Yes. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, whispering, particularly in a public or open space, it's more disruptive than just talking in a normal voice and antithetical to be discreet. Oh, like the opposite of being discreet. Yeah. But see, I had to, I've had to do that a couple of times when I've had laryngitis and um, I had to be all like, well, I still have to go to work. So having to whisper. I just can't deal with whispering anyways. It, it something about it just, this person says, obviously I'm not a big fan of ASMR. I can't deal with ASMR if they're whispering either. It, I can't. It frustrates me. Um, for people who may not be familiar with your work, tell us about yourself. Hmm. And then they go on to say, no, 
you do your research and make the introduction. It is literally the least you can do. Seems kind of over the top. Rude. Yeah. Um someone said, oh, a novel? Is that like a fiction novel? Yeah, yes. All novels are fiction. People spelling it y'all y-a apostrophe l-l and not y apostrophe a-l-l okay that's fair because it is technically you all yeah yeah uh people who say an on accident rather than by accident um and then they said and don't even get me started on i could care less yeah using an apostrophe to pluralize last names Mm -hmm. we read that one earlier Oh, no, that was different. So this is instead of like, oh, no. Yeah, you're right. It is the same. Merry Christmas from the Joneses. Hmm. I thought they were saying the opposite. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, this one, it kind of comes down to a pronunciation. Mischievous instead of mischievous. Hmm. There are some people that say mischief mischievous because that's how they they know to pronounce it yeah you can always tell um when someone's pronouncing a word out loud for the first time and i think that's one of those yeah words um so we'll do a couple more and then we'll take a quick break and come back Um, and then we'll go on to uh deal breakers and talk about deal breakers uh, why do people press the elevator button right after I press it? <laughs> do you not trust me to press the button? <laughs> do Wait. your fingers work better than mine? Apparently. <laughs> um, similar to those people who act like they've never been through a drive through before and take 10 minutes to order. It's fucking McDonald's. You know what you want already. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, people- People who respond to thank you with no problem. Meaning meaning providing me a service I'm paying for was a potential problem. No, it means that there were no issues and that you are happy to do it. I feel... Go ahead. I feel like people who get bent out of shape about that are usually boomers. So I have two things to say about that. I say it. But if I say, so if you ask me to do something and I say, or then you say, thank you for doing it. And I say, you're welcome. That means I didn't care to do it. If I say no problem, that means I was annoyed that I had to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're emailing and I, or uh, teams messaging me and they say, thank you. And I answer back, no problem or NP, especially if it's MP. That means it definitely was annoying that I had to do it for you. It's kind no, of nasty. Like, I say no problem all the time. No, that's me. I'm saying that. If I answer back, no problem, or in, especially in P. That no, means... I know. I'm just saying, like, I'm over here and I'm just like, <laughs> no, yeah, no problem. Of course. I say, of yeah. course, a lot. Yeah. People who say it must be free to the cashier when an item doesn't have a price tag on it. Yes! Please stop doing that. It's so <laughs> annoying. 
basically any sound coming from a private mobile device in a public space, especially public transit and open plan offices. Mm. I agree. Put your phone on silent. Yeah. It's if you don't like if you don't think you're going to hear it, get an Apple watch or a smartwatch so that you know that you're going to get the notification. There's um, someone that just moved into a desk not too far from me at work whenever I go on site. Yeah. And their phone goes off all the time. And it's like, no. I only turn my sound on if I am all by myself. I only turn it on if I'm by myself and I'm expecting a message or something. Yeah. So those were some pet peeves. Um, so we'll take a quick break. I think I need to take the little man out because Ryan just left for work. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and then we'll start talking about some deal breakers. Oakley Oakley. Sounds good. All right. We'll be back. All right. Hello. Welcome back. All right, so now we're going to transition over to deal breakers. Um, so I looked up, so I'm going to, I think we should look at it two different ways. So relation, relationship deal breakers and then deal breakers in a, um, when applying for a job, mm. those types of things. Yeah. Um, so the first one we'll talk about are some relationship deal breakers. Um, so obviously some of the, main ones so there's physical abuse uh verbal or emotional abuse cheating um substance abuse so those are the common like not common deal breakers but massive obviously those are deal breakers yeah obviously you don't red be, signs and... yeah you don't want to be in a re- that type of relationship mm-hmm. um and then some different like personal deal breakers so wanting or not wanting kids can be a deal breaker for some people mm-hmm. which i could totally understand if you're someone that definitely wants to have kids and you try to be in a relationship with someone that obviously doesn't want kids never has wanted kids you're just going to make that person's you're both going to make each other's life miserable like there's no yeah there's no way to get around that yeah like you're never going to stop wanting to have kids and you'll more than likely never convince that other person to have kids. Right. Uh, liking or disliking their friends. That is very, a very strange interaction if you don't like their friends. Yeah, that's that's fair. Or if you like their friends so much that you start hanging out without your partner. That's kind of odd too. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're in a failed marriage, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's the reason my marriage failed. Uh, different saving or spending habit. I mean, I think, I don't know that I would see that as a deal breaker, mainly because, um, I mean, Ryan and I are in a relationship and we keep our money completely separate. Yeah, it's like, as long as you're both contributing to the bills that you guys both take care of, like, what does it matter what they do with their money? Yeah. Uh, different social, political, or religious beliefs. I think to a certain extent for religious beliefs, Mm -hmm. you could potentially make it work if they're not trying to force their religious beliefs on you. Like if they feel strongly, they feel too strongly, like, and you're not religious at all, then I think there might be kind of a little bit of an issue there. Yeah. But if it's just like, yeah, they're Christian and I'm, I'm, I have no spiritual connection or no religious belief, then kind of like, is that really a big deal? Yeah. Uh, Being needy or clingy. I guess that depends on what kind of person you are. Like if you're the 
needy, clingy type. But I think there's also like, if you are in a relationship, you have to have time alone. Like you can't be with each other 100% of the time. Oh yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Like you should be able to spend some quality time with just yourself or other people without your significant other. Yeah. Um, Lack of aspiration. I can kind of see that. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see that too. Like it, it kind of depends on how you, if you're like, if you're the type of person that has to be continually moving and getting something, like having some form of success to be fulfilled and your partner is just like, no, it's not fine with just sitting around reading a book and making it by, barely making it by. That could be a little bit, but um, lack of trust. I think that's a big thing. If you- Yeah, that's a lack of trust is a big red flag. Yeah, if you can't trust someone in a relationship, then you're obviously not gonna work out for very long. Um, stubbornness or unwilling to compromise. Listen, I feel personally attacked <laughs> with this one. <laughs> I am a very stubborn person and I am never wrong. Uh-huh, yeah. Only misinformed. Sure, Capricorn, sure. <laughs> uh, poor communication. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. Um, unwilling to try new things. Yeah, that, that bothers boring. me. That would be very boring. Right. Uh, different diets or preferences. Diets yeah. or preferences. That's not that big no. of a deal. That, first of all, I feel like you shouldn't be making someone else's food choices a deal breaker. Like that's no. just how they eat. Yeah, that's it's strange. Uh, too much time on social media. I think that kind of. I don't know. Let me look and see how long ago this was written. Twenty twenty one. So it's not that old. Like, I, I guess I can kind of see it. Like, if somebody's always on their phone when they're with you, that can be annoying. But in general, I don't feel like that's a deal breaker. I feel like there are workarounds. Yeah. I mean, I, so I get it to, yeah, if they're, like, never paying attention to you and they're always on their phone or, um, like, it, if you, if you are not a social media influencer and you're dating someone who is, like, that's their job, that can get taxing, but you also chose that person. Yeah, you also so, knew what that person was doing yeah. with their life, so. Um, long distance, I could kind of see both sides of that. Yeah, you have to have a lot of trust in each other. Uh, works too much, I don't agree with that. I do, okay, let me explain. So, um, I've had like multiple guys that I've like tried to establish relationships with who literally put everything behind their job, which like, I understand the, you know, we need to make money because we live in a capitalist society, blah, blah, blah. And like, and I understand, you know, that some of these people, they really, really love their job. And so they want to do their best for it and so on and so forth. But when it gets to the point that you are literally bailing on every plan that we try to make because of work or you are putting literally work entirely over our relationship, then yeah, no, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, but I think like, so to me, and this is from someone that is like very focused on my my career, but I also have a relationship um, I think getting into a relationship and knowing that they have that, like that's one of their main focuses in their life right now, you kind of, 
need to understand if unless they're like they make plan you make plans with them and they start last minute canceling the plans then that's i mean that's not really working no that shows lack of respect basically not yeah not that they work too much like that's a different red flag to me <clears throat> um different sex drives i can kind of see that unless you have an open relationship and that's another that's another question though um so with that there's uh, a few preference questions you can ask your potential partner so how often do you like to have sex uh how important is frequency and duration uh what time of the day do you feel most intimate uh do you enjoy foreplay or cuddling after um do you feel comfortable communicating during so there's just some some questions you can ask to gauge whether someone is has the same sex drive or is compatible with you sexually and if someone says that they do not like foreplay run away from them <laughs> that might not be well what if you don't like foreplay either so it's kind of like cool yeah but like, i think it also depends on your definition of foreplay like it's does that include oral sex or yes see i don't know that i would include for that oral oral sex as foreplay to yeah, me no, that's not I, the same i i don't think so sarah's nodding her head you can't see this because this is a an audio visual <laughs> or an audio medium and not not visual but no <laughs> i'm just i'm just nodding head. yes yes it is it's the thing is is that people especially when it comes to people who go out with afabs is this whole like oh foreplay isn't necessary blah 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 but it's just like actually yeah it is <laughs> i can think of maybe two instances where i didn't have to have foreplay first for it to See, be good i i still don't think oral is considered foreplay to me foreplay is like undressing each other and like making out before and like those types of things not like i think to me it's just part of part of the sexual act but that's just me uh moving on <laughs> doesn't <laughs> doesn't prioritize you this kind of goes along with the uh workaholic one we talked about yeah not respecting your time kind of thing uncomfortable being yourself oh yeah if you feel uncomfortable being yourself do not go out with that person yeah i mean or if that person doesn't feel comfortable being themselves around you then it's i mean there's something obviously there they just need yeah something they need to work on that before they can actually commit themselves to someone else um constant fighting or unwillingness to resolve conflict mm -hmm. i mean if you're constantly fighting that's a terrible relationship anyways unless that's how you enjoy your relationship but uh cleanliness bad breath poor hygiene can't see the floor of their home that's a really hard boundary to get across if if someone is very untidy or doesn't know how to take care of themselves very well it's kind of hard to get away from that mm. uh compromise is key to avoiding okay this is just the wrap-up um so i mean those were some of the some deal breakers Let's mm -hmm. see if this has any they want to address issues that you present it's kind of similar to what we've already talked about they chi they change their mind about having kids with you i'm assuming mm. i'm assuming this is going from saying that they're they would be willing to have kids to 
it's a no from me, dog. Mm. That's what I'm assuming. Um, let me see I mean, if it says anything else. Another important topic that you should that should be discussed before deciding to go the long haul with a potential mate is whether or not you see kids in your future. But if one of you has second thoughts or is in it or is on the totally different side than you are, according to Bushman, uh, that that should totally be a deal breaker. Another deal. Another big deal breaker is if someone is someone changing their stance on having kids with you. If they said, if you wish to have kids or if you wish to have children while your partner already has children, or even if you're both childless and they are initially, we're initially open to creating a family together, but after some time decide against it. Yeah. So yeah, basically it's going from it's on the table to it's no longer on the table, which I mean, things change. Yeah. People change and feelings change. And so something you have to be honest about. I don't know. For me, personal deal breakers, hmm. if they don't read, like, ever. Yeah, I can see that. It's like, but I mean, that's because I I love books and I love writing and, you know, that's something that's important to me. So I wouldn't want to go out with somebody who has no interest in any of those things at all. Yeah. Um, so those were some relationship deal breakers. So here are, so we'll talk about the top seven deal breakers when applying or accepting a job. Um, and this is from the American Staff and Staffing Association. Um, so we have number one, well, let's go from the bottom. So seven is no face-to-face contact during the hiring process. How long ago was this? 2019. I feel like that's that's my was... new deal breaker, yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought I would think, well, so face-to-face, is it like person, like actually in person or Zoom? Like Zoom kind of. So at minimal, like being able to see the physical person, not not actually like in person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can kind of understand that. That kind of makes sense. Uh, Poor follow-up by recruiting or hiring manager. I agree. That's the worst, yeah. If you have an application that's been that's been submitted and then they reach out to you and say that they're going to schedule an interview and then they take forever to schedule the interview and then subsequently take forever to let you know based on that interview whether they're going with you or not. Right. Um, the other thing I would say with that is don't feel like you can't reach out to the hiring manager if it's been, like if your interview is over a week ago. Mm-hmm. And also before the interview ends, ask what are my next or what's the timing for the next steps for this? Yeah. Um, they'd be, they're probably more than likely going to go into, well, we have a few more candidates, but we should know within like a week or a week and a half. So you know what, when to expect. So during an interview, always ask um, if you can, if you, so you can gauge when you should be expecting a response. Um, not responding to questions about open positions. Why do you have an open position if you're not going to answer questions about it? That doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, that would be a red flag. Um, aggressive behavior of recruiter or hiring manager. Yeah. That's really weird terminology, aggressive behavior. Because, um, I mean, I think this means, like, they they contact you too, too much. Like, they're they're contacting you multiple times a day or multiple times a week when going through the hiring process uh mis- misrepresenting job duties that's yeah yeah like if you started or were interviewed and told the job was one thing or if it was something in the posting 
and then you go for an interview and it's something completely different, which someone's familiar with that. Yep. <laughs> um, unrealistic job or skill requirements. Yes. I think the other thing with this one, and I'm surprised it's not on here, is um, unrealistic uh, salary based on job requirements. Yeah. Like, like, why do I need a master's, but then you're hiring as an entry level? Like, yes. If I have a master's degree, I'm obviously not an entry level person. Yeah. And I shouldn't be getting paid entry level salary. Right. Like, um, or they want a bachelor's degree or, um, but it's, it's a job that could be done with like a high school diploma yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then the number one is inappropriate interview questions. Mm, which I'm also f- familiar with. Which I think for this, it could technically, I mean, what, what is inappropriate and when is it inappropriate versus illegal? Right. Like you can't ask someone if they're planning on having children. You technically can't ask someone unless they their job has to do with like delivering or something that they have to be using their personal car for. Uh, if they have reliable transportation, you technically can't ask that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Unless they have something like their job requires a car for the position you can't ask if someone has reliable transportation i didn't know that i've been asked that multiple times where my car was not involved sorry no let me rephrase that you can ask if they have reliable transportation but you can't ask if they have a car themselves so like mm. you can't say do you have a car right um let's see let's look at some other we'll have some other workplace deal breakers um workplace deal breakers for me is expecting me to take on somebody else's job um on top of what i'm already doing but not giving me a pay increase yeah Which or i like, think that's that makes sense the thing that irritated me the most in particular when i worked for the bmv was that i became a trainer because i was really good at my job but being a trainer did not come with a pay raise so i was still having to meet my own metrics plus teach this person how to do the job and I'm not getting paid more to do that. Plus if my metrics end up suffering because I'm helping them and training them, then I'm losing out on potential bonuses and whatnot. I mean, I think for that, I don't I don't understand when someone would expect you to train someone else and then not give you some sort of compensation for it. That's so strange to me. Yeah. Then what's the incentive for becoming a trainer if I'm not being compensated for it? Exactly. Um, some other workplace deal breakers. The boss doesn't trust you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, how can you work with someone if, without having trust? Right. Um, work expectations when off the clock. I mean, I think this goes like my job, I'm salaried. So it's technically, I'm basically never off the clock, kind of, because. I can be working or they could reach out to me 24 seven. Um, and if I work more than 40 hours, I don't get paid for the extra hours that I do work. I just have to put in a minimum of 40 hours, which is kind of the pros and cons of being salaried position. Yeah, I think salaried positions shouldn't exist personally because of that reason of like, if you're having to do extra work, you should be getting extra pay for that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand. I like the idea of a salaried position except for the fact where it comes to if I work overtime I don't get compensated for overtime like that's 
having a, a set salary and knowing that's what my salary is going to be, be at minimum makes mm-hmm. sense. But then there's also like, I think the way that they compensate it is like, you don't have to, like you, you're more flexible with your your um, time off. So if you like need to take Friday off or something, you can spread it across the, the week. So yeah. as long as you get your 40 hours in, um, you don't have to use a vacation day just because you need to take Friday off to go to the doctor or do something. Um, so that's nice that there's that flexibility. But yeah, when I do, when you do have to work overtime and then you don't get paid for it, any extra, it, it's kind of a, a pain. Right. Uh, difficult co-workers. I've had experience with that. Yeah. Uh, the boss blames you for a mistake. I mean, if they're your mistakes, and I think that makes somewhat sense, but it's more, how are they, how is the interaction? Like, how are they blaming you or reprimanding you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then work isn't flexible. Yeah. That means. No, I, I do. Like, um, if something has come up and you're needing to take time and they're just not willing to give it to you. Like, or they don't seem to understand that you have a life outside of work. Um, One of the things that was like a huge red flag for me was when, um, when I was working at the airport and like the kids that I was working with were in school, but the management was constantly scheduling them when they were going to be in class, even though they had already submitted you know, I'm going to be in class, you know that I am a student on top of being a worker. And so the job would just refuse to be flexible about that. I, I think it depends. Like if it's a constant thing where you're always having issues, I think it makes sense to for a job to say, well, we can't, we've already given you these exceptions. Like if it, at what point is it not an exception, but a rule type of thing? Mm. That seems mean, but like from from a business standpoint, they have a business to run. If they have a person that every like there's a there's a um, there's a habit that they keep building up where it's every two weeks or every week and a half they have to take a day off because something something comes up. It's like they're not a reliable employee at that point. But I think the issue is is that most of these companies are billion dollar companies, and it's not going to negatively impact them if they have like to make room for one person or like even three or four like you know a lot of these companies out here that have zero flexibility they're making a ton of money already like they're ruining the earth already like (laughs) they can afford to you know have a couple of people who have issues more often than others For those of you who can't see, he's making a face. <laughs> I am making a face because I don't, I don't agree. I agree to a certain extent. Like there's, and this is where I, I think maybe I'm a little more, I don't want to say conservative, but because to me, it's a nasty word. <laughs> I'm a little more uh, restrained that like, if you, you, you would, it's like your job to make, make it work. Like if you know you're scheduled if you know you have time that you're scheduled to do some yeah something comes up like your car breaks down or your kid gets sick so you take them to the doctor or something like that yeah i understand that but if like if that becomes a habit and keeps happening it's going to make it look like you're being playing favorites with that person and other employees are going to look at it like why are they receiving this special treatment when i don't get it 
or they're going to expect that same special treatment, which is fair, but then it's like the business has to run. If we give everyone that special treatment, then there's going to be no one that works. So then maybe they should be a little bit more flexible overall so that the business can continue to run properly. Because I think the thing is, is that companies are too restrictive and are not acknowledging that people have real life outside of work kind of situation. That's what I'm saying. What are you doing? I was reading another article and this like massive ad popped up and took up the whole screen. The Y'all can't see it, but like <laughs> he keeps going into the dark and then like lighting back up again because he's looking at these other things on his computer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just looking at different articles and it looks like all of them are the same. Um, no trust, expected to work during off work hours, uh, pass the buck, the management blames you, no flexibility, home or responsibilities for family or home or responsibilities. Uh, and you don't get along. Yeah. So like those are all, everybody keeps saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, which it makes sense, but this, this is from 2014. Jeez. So I mean, so I think like whenever I think of deal breakers when it comes to work, and I'm thinking only of work right now. Um, I think my biggest one is um, a lack of diversity. Mm. Like if there's no diversity in a job, you're not you're not looking at other people's backgrounds and um, traits that they could be bringing to the team to help add a, another layer of complexity or another layer of um, experience that they might have something new to bring to the team. Um, and then, I mean, I think it's in 2022, if you don't have, like if there's a job uh, to a certain extent, if there's a job that you don't have the ability to work from home, then I think it's like, there's an issue with what I do, especially. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. I think I feel similarly, but also definitely agree with the, the not getting compensated enough for the position that you're doing. Yeah. So we have, let's, we have about nine minutes left. And then I have to get ready to go anyways. Mm. Um, so let's I do need something. <laughs> let's do another trivia thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think this is a good way to wrap it up every week. Is by quizzing me? Yeah. I mean, you could look up stuff too, Sarah. I'm not the only one with a computer here. <laughs> uh, what's the longest river? Uh, the Nile. The Nile, yeah. Uh, what is the diameter of the Earth? Oh, fuck. I have no idea. <laughs> I wouldn't know this either. It's 8,000 miles. Um, which actress has won the most Oscars? Uh, Meryl Streep? As of, well, no, this is as of July 14th, 2022. I don't know if this is true. It says Catherine Hepburn, four Oscars oh. and 12 nominations. Um, what actor starred in 142 films, including The Quiet Man, The Shootist, The Searchers, and Stagecoach? John Wayne. Yeah, which he's kind of a douche. Yep. Uh, what noir actress starred in I Married a Witch, The Glass Key, So Proudly We Hail, and Sullivan's Travels? I have no idea. Veronica Lake. Uh, okay. It's a little bit before our time, Sarah. Yeah, but I watch a lot of those old movies. <laughs> uh, what is the title of the first film ever made? And when was it made? 
I feel, like, I feel like I know this one though. Um, it was of a sneeze, I think. And it was like eight. Ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, we get uh, Amber Alerts all the time here in Texas. Um, so anyway, it's not the sneeze, whatever that is. Um, it's Round Hay Garden Scene made in ni- uh, 1888. Hmm. I don't know what that is. Um, 1888, that was 100 years before I was born. <laughs> which actress said, fasten your seatbelts, it's going to be a bumpy night in the film All About Eve? Um, Betty Davis. Yes, Betty Davis. Amazing Betty Davis. Yes. Who directed the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Peter Jackson. Yep. Um, who played Neo in The Matrix? This one's easy. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Which actress's career launched at the age of three and then went on to star in films such as Contact, Maverick, and Silence of the Lambs? Jodie Foster. Contact. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Uh, Bray Studios near Windsor in Berkshire was the home of which famous brand of horror horror films? I don't know this one. I have no idea. Hey Horror, or Hammer Horror? Hammer Horror? I've never heard of that. Um, in which film did Humphrey Bogart say, we'll always have Paris? Casablanca. Uh, let's not talk about sports. Ooh, the arts. Okay. What are the primary colors? The three Red. primary colors. Red, blue, and yellow. Yep. Um, in needlework, what does UFO stand for? I have no idea. Unfinished object. Mm. Uh, who was the first ballet Russian dancer who changed the face of modern ballet? And I'm not going to be able to say this last name. I do, I, I have not a clue. Rudolf Rudolf Nereev. Nereev, not really sure. Uh, what's the painting? La Gioconda, Gioconda, maybe. More usually known as L A G I O C O N D A. It's a very famous painting. Who painted it? Uh, if I tell you that, it'll give it away. It's the Mona Lisa. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, what does the musical term piano mean? Uh, soft. To be played softly, yeah. Um, we have just a couple more and then we'll call it a day. Uh, <laughs> how many valves does a trumpet have? Uh, four? Three, close, three. Uh, who was the Spanish artist, sculptor, and draft dra- draughtsman? Famous for co-founding the Cubist movement. Picasso. Pablo Picasso. Um, and then what is... I like is, Picasso. <laughs> what is John Leach famous for making? John Leach? Yeah, L-E-A-C-H, Leach. I'm not a clue. Pottery. Hmm. All right. So I, I need to that... brush up on the arts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, next... next recording you could i don't know maybe do something than just sit there and answer questions there <laughs> no my job here is to sit and look pretty <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's all the time we have for today so until next time thanks for listening um remember always uh interact with us on our social media so we have um instagram it's at now about or 
at now about that pod on Instagram. And you can always email us anything you would like us to talk about, discuss um, any topics to now about that pod at gmail.com. Until then, please listen, comment, subscribe, like, whatever you need to do, share, whatever you need to do to listen to our podcast and get others to listen to our podcast if you would like to. Um, So until then, have a good week, everybody, because this will come out on Monday. Hasta la vista, babies. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.